There was even a point where I couldn't even sit still. I was just up and, and I was just like fainting for a hit of that sweet, sweet caffeine. Welcome back to another episode of the Productivity Lab, where we put the tips, tricks, and methods of getting things done to the test. I'm your host, Mark. And I'm Kyle. And in this episode, we are going to talk about no caffeine, (laughs) us quitting caffeine for two weeks. But before we dive into that drama, (laughs) Kyle, what have you been up to? Uh, It's been a whole bunch of nothing lately, I'd say. I have been feeling this is going to go, it's kind of hinting towards the episode, uh, to the actual topic, but I've been very unmotivated lately. And so my overall activity has gone down by a lot lately. I uh, haven't been writing on my main story that much because I keep on hitting writer's block and I realize it's because I haven't properly planned it out. And I really need to focus on that, but I've been putting that off with writing short flash fiction stories instead. So it just has been that mostly for my side projects. I haven't done any podcasting. Everyday Superhumans just kind of pod fed in our fifth season. Uh, we just kind of got busy with COVID. We aren't seeing each other as much. So uh, we talk about... Also, Charlie lives like 30 minutes away in basically a different city without actually being outside the city of Austin. So we hardly see each other as well. So I just uh, kind of pod fed. So it's been kind of like a time of lots of reading. I've been doing a lot of reading lately. Uh, I finished uh, The Haunting of Hill House over last weekend. Uh, my goal this month is to read a short horror novel uh, each weekend until October's over. As you people who are listening, uh, this is coming out in mid-November, but we're recording this in early October. And so I've been trying to be all spooky with uh, reading uh, short novels, 200 pages or less. Uh, my next book is, uh, I think it's called The Disappearance at Hanging, at Hanging Rock. Uh, it's an Australian horror novel. It's supposed to be a classic novel. And... So that's my next one. And my ultimate goal is to eventually read uh, We've Always Lived in the Castle, uh, which is supposed to be like a very terrifying novel. That's my final novel of the month. So I've been doing a lot of reading. I've also been reading a good uh, novel right now about Rod- about Robert Oppenheimer, the, uh, I guess you'd say the father of the atom bomb. Uh, it's called American Prometheus. Highly recommend. It's It's a long book. It's very long. It's like a tome of a book. If you're looking for a short biography, this is not the one for you. But man, that guy was very fascinating. Like, I had no idea that Robert Oppenheimer was a nine-card-carrying member of the Communist Party in America, but he also worked in the Manhattan Project. It's a really fascinating thing. Although he distanced himself from the Communist Party later in his life, it's really fascinating to learn about this uh, eccentric scientist. How about you, Mark? Um, Not too much for me as well. I haven't been logging a lot of um, toggle time, but... For the time that I did uh, log, it's been uh, revisions for one of my short stories. That's been moving along slowly um, with that process. So, uh, again, <laughs> I mean, for revision, it's rereading through what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, and trying to piece things together, cutting whole sections, rewriting sections, um, hopefully all for the better, but... <laughs> We'll see. Um, (laughs) Then I've also been doing um, uh, back to website uh, redesign. 
Um, there were some initial uh, issues that I ran to in which I believe the theme building plugin that I'm using in WordPress is limited in this capacity. It allows you, I redesigned the podcast page, yeah. um, uh, not for the productivity lab, for another show host. I redesigned the website page for that, but um, when creating templates, it only allows um, specific things. So, and it really like destroys the page. So, I'm just going to kind of continue with the implementation, original implementation that I had for it. Um, I don't think there's any problems with that. It just makes it a little bit more annoying when creating. Um, podcast specific posts, but hey, that's only like one to two times a month, so I can deal with it, and I'll just bide my time until I learn Webflow and completely replace <laughs> everything with Webflow. But that'll be quite a while <laughs> away because that's whole new technology and everything else. So, so for these uh, past two weeks, we've embarked on a challenge of not just quitting coffee, but on quitting caffeine all caffeinated drinks and beverages that you enjoy as we embarked on this kyle for this particular challenge do you want to kick us off with your experience with this caffeine free two weeks yeah and also i'll bring up why i chose this too since i was the one that picked it and it's because uh for the past i guess since the pandemic happened really i've been kind of reflecting on like chemical dependencies I have in my life and uh, which ones I want to kind of control better. Uh, the first thing I cut off was I've been for years dependent on melatonin supplements to get me to go to sleep. So I've, I first made the effort back in, I don't know, July, June, July to uh, cut off all melatonin supplements unless I absolutely need it. Like if I really cannot sleep that night, I take 1am, take one then. And that after that, that kind of made me think more about other things in my life that I want to cut off, which then became alcohol. I realized that since the pandemic happened, I was uh, not less socially. I was less socially drinking and more just kind of like, let's just drink and watch movies kind of thing. So I gave myself forty. I I inadvertently I didn't even mean to plan it out this way, but I ended up doing forty days of my own my own Lent of alcohol. And that was uh, very enlightening to me. And I actually have less of an urge now to get drunk or buzz than I have had in like the past year or so. So I was like, hey, I've been doing this chemical dependency experimentation lately. Uh, let's bring it over to the podcast. It's saying that Mark and I could both do. And I've had this on our list since the beginning, really, uh, to try working without caffeine. And uh, yeah, I, I brought this up to you and you reluctantly agreed to do it. <laughs> So here we are. Uh, I'm going to say that this is the most challenging thing that we've done since cold showers. <laughs> so I actually, I don't do this with every challenge. I usually kind of do this with, like, with more lifestyle challenges. I'll do like a daily log of my experiences with it. And it's not really like an end of the day log. It's kind of like, and whenever I feel like it, I'll log something. It's usually like a line or so, not too much. But on day one at 1040 AM, I wrote, this first morning has been long and my focus has been wavering, regretting not taking a sick Davies. I woke up that morning and uh, no, I didn't wake up that morning with headaches. Like later that morning I got headaches and I was like, I should really take some sick time. And then <laughs> come 
thing came one o'clock where I told my boss I can't focus today. I don't feel well. And I took the sick time. I meet, I told him the next day that I was quitting caffeine and that was why he was cool with it. But that's how much has affected me. <laughs> I had to take some sick time off just to deal with the caffeine withdrawals. And that's when I realized that I do have some issues with this. Uh, the rest of the log is kind of the same thing, which is low energy. For the first few days, I had a lot of low energy. Uh, unbelievable amounts, I'd say. Uh, like you're like I was exhausted from a vacation, kind of low energy. And then as my body adapted and got used to the no caffeine in my life, I found a common trend where I just kind of felt unmotivated on like everything in my life. <laughs> like There's things that are habits I wouldn't be unmotivated on. Like my habits are uh, read a lot each day, uh, things like create something each day, and also habits like working out. Those I do no matter what. Uh, so those were easily taken care of. But for work I didn't necessarily want to do, that's where the motivation was having issues. Meanwhile, whenever I was back in my old caffeinated self, if I had a, if I had uh, less motivation, but I had a lot of energy, I would channel that energy into motivation typically and like scour my task list for like, things to do. I had no motivation to do that during this whole challenge. So that was my experience. It was long and lazy. It's just one reason why I didn't accomplish that much, despite, although after work, I my caffeine high is already out of my system since I only drink one cup of coffee a day. Uh, typically, I have the momentum from my work day that carries me over to my evening work sessions where I work on things. But without having that momentum going throughout the day, I just kind of didn't want to do anything after work and just end up forcing myself to do things productive. And even then, I'd like quit in half an hour and then just like watch YouTube or play Mario so, that, yeah, it was not the best two weeks. How about you, Mark? Uh, um, I I agree and sympathize with everything that you've stated. So with you, um, I've, like you, I've also kind of um, just wrote a quick things. And thankfully, we also have exist um, that I that I use for end of day or at least to track my mood and everything else um so i was able to see how i was feeling or how i was marking things so yeah um i yeah i i just have a caffeine tag in which i probably um should retire that and do no caffeine because I, i literally had caffeine every single day um so i don't know why i originally created a caffeine tag but Oh yeah, I'm the same way. Like I have one for my dogs and my significant other, and I see them every day. <laughs> it should be the opposite. It should be no dogs, <laughs> significant other. But right. I'm married to it. <laughs> I'm married to this tag. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the first day for me was no change. I really didn't have a change, um, and so before I continue, I also want to add on that. I, this challenge came at a good point. I know you were wanting, you outlined why you were wanting to do this challenge uh, for yourself. And we noted, uh, like, one of my things for this year it has been health. And so, with this, mm -hmm. you know, we've done the uh, several things, but like one of the things that continue to stay, stay with uh, me mm -hmm. or with us is the no, you know, no alarm, natural awaking. Um, personally, recently, I've also have been eking in this direction, 
Um, but I've mm. just also had personally made the decision to have a plant-based diet. Um, yeah, I never talked about it on there. Um, and it's kind of been eking that way for a little for quite a while now because first originally I've talked about uh, dairy before and I left that behind. Um, not that I was um, just how I I was tracking how mm-hmm. I felt after I ate food and what I ate in particular, and I always felt better once I you know remove like meat products or. You know, especially when you introduce more plant-based things. So I've made that for personal mm-hmm. health uh, reasons, reasons and also, you know, discussions with my doctor, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so this was also pretty nice to go through to see kind of like an audit of, of what you're, how much you're intaking um, for things to kind of help boost you versus um, how you naturally are. So again... First day, there was no change. Second day, I started with mild headaches, um, and it kind of continued to increase with each Mm. day um, until we reached a peak. Um, Days two through four, um, I really started to feel jittery, anxious. Oh, really? Yeah. I was looking into the, oh, man, anxiety. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I've been feeling a lot of anxiety considering that, uh, when you guys are listening to this episode, the election has already come and passed. <laughs> but, you know, the news goes crazy during this time. So I've been feeling a lot of anxiety just from, like, consuming so much news. Uh, mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, I'm pretty sure mine is, mine is news-induced, but it probably could have been enhanced by the lack of caffeine. That's a good thing. I didn't think about that. It's, it's a side effect. Yeah. I was looking to the list of side effects, and that's one of them. Yeah. It, and And I was. There was even a point where I couldn't even sit still i was just up and, and i was just like fainting <laughs> for a hit of that sweet sweet caffeine <laughs> how many cups of coffee do you drink a day typically um so if i make um i make my own um lattes at home so i may have two of those a day so two okay. is um well they're double espresso shots so uh four espresso shots Per day, and then I may also throw in a tea. Yeah, so your side effects are way worse than mine. I yeah, I have the limit except for on weekends. I have I let myself have two cups on weekends, but only I'm very sensitive to caffeine, so mm-hmm. I have to limit it. If not, it'll be I'll be jittery or not jittery. I have like high energy all day. Like I can drink a cup of coffee after dinner, you know, and have no problem just going to bed. Um. Like, I haven't tracked that that's been an issue keeping me up. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I And I love coffee. We haven't even talked about cold brew. Sometimes I make a cold brew. Anyway. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, you are a coffee connoisseur. So, this has been way worse for you during these two weeks off. Yeah. So, yeah. Jittery, anxiousness. Uh, it, it was, oh, my God. It was bad, especially on day three. I was, like, pacing my... <laughs> pacing my place because I couldn't stay still. Um, I was irritable and exhausted. I found myself like more annoyed or <laughs> just annoyed that anyone would even comment or say something to me. It, it was just bad. Um, and then just big crashes. I, w- I would be so exhausted and tired and it would be like 11 o'clock in the morning. Also, days two through four, 
I noticed a cognitive decline. I could, there was this like mental fog. I couldn't think. And my day <laughs> job is me troubleshooting issues for customers, right? And I couldn't think. And I found myself asking silly questions that I would never normally ask. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Or wow. saying, hey, you know, pinging someone, can we hop on the phone, uh, you know, Zoom and chat about this? And I'm like, like, why would I ask? Like, I couldn't make any connections on things. Oh, wow. Um, and, and couldn't think. Um, and then it's all culminated into day four, which was the peak in which I woke up like ate something that morning, felt like I got ran over by a couple trucks <laughs> and was like, nope, I can't do it today. Called into work, went back to bed and got up at 3 p.m. <laughs> wow, that is rough. <laughs> yeah. Um, so day five, I had a light headache, but I I felt better and I went back to work and, you know, my boss was like, oh yeah, all the things that you just described, same thing to me when I quit caffeine. Oh yeah. Uh, But your boss doesn't drink caffeine? She does now, but like she, she also had a time where she quit caffeine and sugar. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, Quitting sugar. My other podcast host, Charlie, he significantly cut down sugar in his diet. And he also felt extremely lethargic and lacking motivation for a couple of weeks. I told him about me quitting caffeine. It's like, that sounds just like me. Yeah. It's these significant diet changes, especially cold turkey ones, can uh, really screw with your uh, just your mental state. Your your body is so accustomed. So the headaches come from the blood restriction or the vein restriction that, that caffeine has an impact on that restricts the, the blood flow within your body. So quitting it. Um, your brain is getting more blood flow than it normally does, and it doesn't know what to do, which causes the headaches. Um, and yeah, so that I mean, those were the worst parts. And then after on day five and better, like there's still a slight faint headache, just not as as it was before. I'm consistent with energy now. Um, there's no mental fog. That's a big thing. Because when I got back to work Friday, it was like I was a whole new person. Um, I, don't, I don't know why there was such a wall there uh, between, you know, Thursday and Friday. But when I got back and I started looking at my cases and I started solving things left and right. <laughs> that was like the final hump right Yeah, there. and I was the like, day. why <laughs> did I even bug you with something like simple like that? Like, I'm seeing, all, I can see the matrix code. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, so that was kind of my experience with it. Like afterwards, week two, like I'm still flying by. It's been crazy busy at work. I don't know why, but I'm like looking at these cases and I'm just like, boom, 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 got you. You're done. You're done. You're done. Um, and I'm linking all these things together and which I did not the week before. So it's such a drastic difference for me from (laughs) week one to eat to wow, you over the hump um I, I didn't have a drastic difference myself i just had like i know it's like that my body doesn't crave it as much anymore but yeah you actually went through you like you went through your own uh rehab in a sense <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's truly the best way to do it and like you like when i've always had a sugar issue um and i call it the mark added sugar um, <laughs> so it wasn't just me quitting sugar, for example, it was me quitting the added sugar that I would put on top of things like in coffee and tea or, or whatever I was cooking. 
Um, so there was a mark added sugar, and when I and I didn't realize how much I was doing it for years, right? And so when I quit the mark added sugar, like desserts got so much sweeter. Um, I went through that uh, the whole like body shift and mental like your body trying to adjust your but you you created this dependency on this thing and you yanked it away and your body goes crazy because it doesn't know what to do and it tries to okay I guess we used to do things this way so let me try it naturally and it try to acclimate itself um, so yeah I, I've been there with sugar and with coffee as uh, well but I didn't realize how much caffeine I was inputting into my body um, before this challenge. Yeah, same. I really do not feel the same level of focus right now, despite having my body equalize. And it really does show the the effects of caffeine as a tool. Uh, it kind of reminds me of going back to our mm-hmm. favorite book to reference in the show, Hyperfocus. Uh, he mentions, I think it was in that book, he yes. mentions uh, using caffeine and alcohol wisely since caffeine can increase focus but kind of decreases creative problem solving and creative thinking and alcohol does the opposite. So he's like, you could biohack your way into uh, being much more creative and more focused depending on how you wisely use these things. And taking these two weeks off has made me really realize how much caffeine affects my focus and without it, I just have no motivation. So maybe I'm not a productive person. I'm just a caffeine addict. <laughs> uh, I've I've really learned a lot about myself in the past two weeks. <laughs> That's how it feels. Uh, which is also the same thing I did with, uh, with taking the month or the 40 days off from drinking. I actually, I think that those 40 days off I took were the best 40 days I've had since the pandemic happened. And uh, although I'm drinking occasionally now, I don't have, like I said earlier, I know my motivation to get drunk or buzz. Uh, just like a mild relaxing is what I'm looking for right now. Because I, I even saw a few friends. Uh, we were smart about it. Like we wore masks and we sat apart from each other. But uh, we I saw some friends and uh, they were drinking. And I was like, no, I'm fine with my Topo Chico. And I didn't feel the pressure to drink with them or any of that. I guess it's like, it's like this is nice. It's relieving. So caffeine, cutting that off kind of feels the same way to me where I feel like I know myself better, but I also know myself better in the sense that I know that how I act with caffeine and how I act without caffeine. And unlike getting buzzed or drunk, uh, where it's nice in the moment and you regret the next day, uh, caffeine, if you use it wisely, can be a very effective tool. And if you use it like I do, where I only drink it once in the morning during my most productive hours of the day, it is an astounding tool. And I only have to worry about it in the afternoon because I know that even though I drink caffeine in the afternoon, I'm not going to be as productive. So I don't even bother with it in the afternoon. So I found out that, yeah, my mornings are, are better with caffeine. And that's like a thing that we've kind of learned this show in general. is like we've learned our, our bio rhythms uh, when it comes to things like with our, with analyzing our, uh, our uh, focus time. I forget the name of the episode, but it was the episode where we uh, record like every hour, every half hour. Uh, for Yeah. Uh, we learned our natural rhythms through that. And we learned our natural rhythms through no alarms. And this is like another level of that where we kind of learn our natural rhythms of like when we should have caffeine and when we shouldn't, I think. Like if you're more productive uh, during certain hours of the day, maybe it's good to have caffeine as long as you manage to get the sleep you need and you get enough sleep that night. So I've learned a lot as caffeine as a tool lately. So I feel coming out of this. 
Yeah, it's been very enlightening. And it's great that you mentioned sleep because I I had this in my notes as well. For that first week when I was going through all the, the pain and drama, I was getting eight plus hours of sleep as opposed to my seven plus normally with no alarms. And now that I've over that hump, it's kind of dropped back down to the seven plus hour range instead of the eight plus hour range. I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, again, it, for me, like it was very enlightening to learn just how much, um, caffeine I was intaking. Um, and especially with all the teas, the other drinks that I intermixed in to not have coffee, right? Cause don't drink coffee. It'll keep you up, but have a tea uh, and coming to the realization that all my teas are, uh, caffeinated and some actually have high amounts of caffeine more than coffee. Um, yeah, when I, I started, I was like looking up, it's like, how much caffeine is in, does this tea have caffeine? Oh, it does. Oh, my, my chai, uh, powder mix, chai tea mix that has caffeine in it. Okay. What about matcha? Matcha has caffeine in it. What about this? This has, everything has freaking caffeine in it. So, and I was drinking all of it. I was. Oh my God, really? (laughs) You can't escape it in Western culture. Caffeine. I think caffeine. I think coffee, at least. I could be wrong about this, Ted. I'm just quoting it out of a vague memory I have from listening to a podcast from eight years ago. But (laughs) I feel like I remember hearing somewhere that, like, that coffee is like the number two trade commodity right behind oil in the world. Like, it's the thing that powers the modern world. It's up there at least. If it's not number two, it's definitely in the top ten because every place has a coffee maker in it. There's a coffee shop everywhere. The Starbucks everywhere. Apparently, every tea has caffeine in it. Cokes, Dr Pepper, uh, Pepsi—they all have caffeine in them. Like caffeine is everywhere. As uh, in the book Why We Sleep, the author says that we are we have uh, was it we have created the biggest uh, species wise. Ex- species-wide experiment ever to exist with our dependency on caffeine. So, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a really, it's been a really eye-opening experience kind of in my life for almost two weeks. We aren't quite two weeks. We had to record this earlier because of reasons. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So with that said, Kyle, um, any, your final thoughts and score, uh, regarding this challenge? Yeah. So I think everybody should look and look at their life and see what they're dependent on. Maybe not even necessarily dependent on, but like things in their life that they uh, might indulge in every once in a while, maybe a bit beyond their comfort zone, uh, at least beyond their, uh, their levels of like matching their goals and take a look at them and then take a step back and then ask yourself, do I need this in my life? And actually don't even ask yourself that. I'd say just cut it out for, Two weeks. That's not that long. Two weeks, like we did. And take a look at it and see how you act without it. So maybe you are really into gaming. Like maybe you play lots of games at the work just to decompress. Just take a break from that. Maybe take two weeks off and just like read or walk instead. Uh, or do what I did with alcohol where you realize that uh, maybe you might be having one too many drinks on the weekends at times. And it's good to just cut it out for 40 days just to see uh, what your actual preferred level is. It's a good way to kind of reconsider your relationship with these things. 
and sometimes you might never go back. Like for me, I haven't returned to melatonin supplements except for, like I said, on nights where I absolutely cannot sleep. And in most cases, I'm pretty sure that by the time I take it, I'm just still like, I'm actually just tired and it actually works with placebo. So, uh, I think it's good to take a step back and cut these things out every once in a while. I'd say once a year, cut off maybe uh, your top three biggest dependencies and just see how you are and reevaluate your relationship. Would I recommend a caffeine-free life? No, I would not recommend a caffeine-free life. I, I know I have friends who have never had a drink of alcohol in their life uh, and they are and that's fine because that's that's a smart idea. But they still drink coffee and Coke and they need it to help them focus. So I know that people that that are completely sober are also people that uh, that know the benefits of caffeine. So I would not recommend cutting out of your life unless like you absolutely are having issues with it where you do drink five cups a day and you just got cut it out because it does get too addicting after a certain point. No offense, Mark, but uh, it's good to have the, it's good to have your body reset that baseline and then also if you're like me, if you're motivated by saving money, cutting off that caffeine for two weeks will reset yourself a bit. And then if you're ready to go back to it, maybe only a cup will affect you versus two cups. So you then cut your caffeine consumption down by half and save half as much or save twice as, twice as much money. So I think it's good to step back and reflect on your, on your uh, relationships with these different substances and habits. So I'm going to give this thing two ratings as we tend to do <laughs> in most cases now. The first rating is going to be for lack of caffeine in my life. I give that a two out of five, <laughs> like maybe a one out of five. It's up there with cold showers. I just do not recommend it at all uh, for going caffeine free, especially if you're a workaholic or side projectaholic like we are. Uh, it's good to have that tool in your life because in the end, everything around you is just a tool. But I also recommend taking these fasts of some sort. Uh, at least once a year or so from caffeine or whatever substance of your choice or habit of your choice and just take two weeks to reflect upon the habit and yourself. And in that, I give a five out of five. How about you, Mark? Um, I concur with everything that you said. So I too will probably give it uh, two scores. I don't know how to label them. I guess the impact on me, like a one out of five, but um, I would have to concur agree and give it also a five out of five because it truly was not only is it like a self audit of how much things that, that you're doing um, or ingesting or injecting or habits that you have. Um, It's allowed me to see just how much actual caffeine I was having, which things that I'm drinking are caffeinated. So then it would allow me to make better decisions going forward that if I had a coffee or a latte or whatever in the morning and I'm thinking that, oh, I'll just have a tea in the afternoon, all my teas are caffeinated, so I can't do that. I need to, you know. Drink chamomile tea or something like that. That's what I do every night. Yeah, I, yeah, I had I had a tea box subscription um, and where I was just getting all these wonderful different flavors of teas. So I found the ones that are caffeine-free that don't have any. Or if sometimes I'm like, oh, I'll just have a chai in the afternoon, caffeine. So now I'm better educated on the items in my pantry that have caffeine and do not have caffeine. Even when I go somewhere to order something, which drinks have caffeine and which ones don't, I'm able to better modulate uh, that intake 
that I have and better better able to weaponize or use that going forward. So it was an eye-opening experience from that perspective. And also the clarity and just the, the level-headedness of energy that you receive uh, from going caffeine-free. I would not recommend to do as we did and quit cold turkey. Just reduce, look at the things that you have caffeinated and audit yourself how much you're drinking and then just slowly reduce that. So if you have a caffeinated tea in the afternoon and you didn't realize that, switch it with a uh, caffeine-free tea. Um, if you have multiple cups, just start dropping it back until you reach that end goal date, right? To where you can just spend purely two weeks or whatever period caffeine-free. I think that will have much less of an impact on you than if you were to quit cold turkey. But if you like the challenge, you quit cold turkey, just expect day three or four to really pack a whop on you if you really consumed caffeine. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's my thoughts on that. Uh, double score, uh, as we do for challenges that we may not have personally liked the challenge, but we can see the utility of it and how it can help others and what we actually learned from it. Um, even, and I, and, and I like that we do that and that we will continue to kind of do that duality score. Um, so we just don't leave it at a one out of five. Um, <laughs> with that said, what's coming up next for us? What is our next challenge? Yeah. So next one's kind of like a more classic episode for the show where we, where we kind of talk about things. So the problem with the show is that there's a lot of productivity things out there, but there's also a lot of things that Mark and I do normally that are not like a new thing to us. So we're going to go back to like uh, a lot of them in the manner of our episode on time tracking, we're going to go back to saying that we are both practices, we are both practicers of, or at least semi-practicers of, which is time blocking, which is where you have a calendar in front of you. In my case, I use Google Calendar. And you block out time as like, I guess, physical objects, so to speak, since Google Calendar is object manipulation. And you say, during this time, I'll be focusing on this task or this project. And then and this time, I'll focus on this project and so on and so forth. I've been doing this method for years and I actually attribute it a lot to my uh, typical or to my focus at work because I have a lot of projects I got to juggle. So time blocking helps with that. Uh, so we'll be talking about that. And then after that, we have a very special episode that I'm looking forward to. Thanks to Mark's, I guess, I don't know how you found this thing. We won't say over the name of it yet, but it's a special kind of supplement that I have no idea what to expect. <laughs> and so, so that's a teaser for the episode after this one. <laughs> it's a teaser, teaser. Uh, yeah, so that'll be time blocking. It's a very useful method. I know we've mentioned it before. And in the meantime, though, where can people find you, Mark? They can find me on Instagram at and Twitter at AskMarkIO. That is AskMarkIO, AskMarkIO. And you can find my horrible writings and everything else on my blog at AskMarkIO. Dot io. You can also find all the wonderful stuff that we mentioned in this episode in our show notes at theproductivitylab.show or tpl.show for short, as well as finding us on Instagram and Twitter at Productive Lab. Kyle, where can they find you? You can find me at KyleSQ9 on Twitter and Instagram. 
uh, which the Q9 is short for my personal website, quadrant9.net, where I have all my... Well, it's supposed to be, it's supposed to be a productivity blog, but I realize I hate writing about nonfiction stuff. So it's now a fiction blog for all my short stories. Uh, I have a big <laughs> list on there of my story list, and it's ever-growing. I am absolutely in love with this hobby right now. Maybe I'll fade away in the next year and a half. Or no, next year and a half. That's optimistic. The next year, the next half year. <laughs> but I absolutely do love writing. I, I, I do have a lot of like story ideas in my head at all times. <laughs> and I can't imagine not living like this. So I think I'll be writing until I die. So you can read all my stories at quadrant9.net. Uh, good, bad, whatever. At least they're on my head. <laughs> in the meantime, stay productive. microphone and then clapped. Yeah, two bumps right there. <laughs> <laughs>